This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Dog Boy, Den of Thieves by Bill Meeks. Available now on the Amazon Kindle, iBooks, or for the Barnes & Noble Nook. And find out more at dogboyadventures.com. from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is, oh my goodness, it's our 50th episode, and it's also Doctor Who's 50th anniversary. Uh, So today is our very special episode, as well as the Day of the Doctor. doctor. Uh, Usually we talk about Once Upon a Time, but it's a special episode, special day. How you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good, good. It's, uh, you know, usually we're talking about Wonderland on Saturday nights, but... uh, I know. Well, we did that already. We did that yesterday. Well, we figured, you know, since it was our 50th episode, 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and a lot of our listeners asked that we do an episode on the 50th. They really did. I think we had like 10 people go, oh my goodness, you have to do this. Because they knew we were both Whovians, so. Very much so, yes. But yeah, so we figured, you know, it would fit pretty much perfectly uh, as our 50th episode. Uh, Now, if you're looking for your Wonderland fix, uh, that's not going to come out until Tuesday, but both shows, uh, both the main one show and Wonderland are on break next week anyway, so yeah. You'll this is taking its place. You'll yeah, be okay. it, it, it'll help fill the gap a little bit, it being a couple of days <laughs> Space later. Space it out. Space it out. Uh, but uh, we, we, I definitely wanted to take just a second at the top of the show here to thank everybody for listening. Low these 50 episodes. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> we started out humbly sitting at a, at a kitchen table with a with a little uh, field recorder. And, oh, goodness, uh, we did. <laughs> here, here we are uh, 14 sitting months on later, Skype. I think. Something like that. <laughs> in in two two different rooms. Uh, in the same house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we did just you know uh, we want to let everyone know how much we appreciate uh, you sticking with us for the past fifty episodes, and uh, you know as long as uh, the once. the TV gods are with Once Upon a Time, I uh, will be around for another fifty for sure. And eh. you know if if you happen to have never caught the show before and you want to check it out, we did put out a best of the first year. I think it was episode, ah, what? You're really going to go there? 38, something like that, a a couple months ago. No, it was like 33. Was it 33? Yes, because Uh, Deb's first episode was 34. uh That's where I got our contact info. (laughs) 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 <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go back and check that out, uh, you can get it uh, up at uh, greetingsfromstorybrook.com and welcome. And uh, we do have some guests. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce our first one, Anne-Marie? Sure. We have one of our regular guests and fabulous fans, uh, Deborah Keenzel. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the Twitters at snowbunny143. How are you today? Doing good, doing good. It is 3.45 in Germany, so I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> Did you at least get a nap in before we started? Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> well, hopefully you get to go to sleep again after. I don't know what time oh, you have to get up on Sunday. Plan. That is definitely the plan. Don't worry. There's going to be nothing to talk about. We'll be out of here in 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do no, that to nothing. me. <laughs> 
And, and our second guest for the episode today is a, a friend of mine from a, a kind of another area of the internet I hang out in. Uh, Patrick, uh, I always think I'm going to say this, the, your last name wrong, Delahanty, right? That's perfect. That's perfect. Perfect pronunciation. Delahanty, yeah. I, I always just call him PD. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he he runs uh, AnimeCons.com as well as uh, like a billion other websites. And I I know him through uh, my affiliation with uh, the NSF as a fan of, you know, the NSFW show over on the Twit Network. And he's he he's a big guy there, too. And he actually I think he works now uh, for the Twit Network. That's what I hear. Yes, yes I do. So we're on the street. He's the web engineer. So, uh, you know, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I relocated across the country just to come to Petaluma, California and work for Twit. You go for the butter and eggs egg day festival, right? Yeah, arrived just in time for that. <laughs> and plus, you know, you're you're their, you're their web guy, so you're especially qualified to talk about Doctor Who because you are a web guy, and you know that's pretty much you know you you learn HTML, uh, HTML, you learn the LAMP stack, then you learn Doctor Who, and that's how, yes. how you get certified as a web. In, in fact, that was a required course in college: is the <laughs> history of Doctor Who. And any engineering school, they made they make you watch that stuff. Oh, pretty much, pretty much. All right. Well, I guess we should uh, uh, start uh, getting into uh, talking about the episode "Day of the Doctor." Uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, Amory. What'd you think overall? It was amazing. I may have teared up a couple of times. I, you I, know, you, I, tapping I, the eyes. I'm not going to point fingers, but you want to be alone in that. <laughs> Got me a little. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, I was there too. <laughs> at multiple points oh yes. yeah oh yeah i think i may have actually teared up just even at the opening credits i was like it's happening Yo, did, oh my god it's finally here <laughs> that was the first of many points where my mouth just opened Dropped. wide and i pointed yep. at the tv <laughs> in, in awe and in shock yes oh just the fact that they did the whole callback titles and everything to oh, the yeah. uh, original yeah. Awesome. And then the the wall with the police officer walking by and the mm-hmm. sign for the scrapyard. It's exactly from the first episode. Did you know? Did you notice that on the sign, Ian, uh, one of the doctor's little companions, was listed as like I th- forget he was involved in the school somehow or something. He he was listed was on it? that sign though. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was a kind of nice little touch. Actually, that it wasn't as big a surprise to me as I, I it could have been because I, I know I, uh, Bleeding Cool, who I've, I've done some reporting for, blah, 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 in the past. <laughs> but uh, last year, uh, they someone sent in a set picture of that sign. So I kind of knew it was coming a little bit, but it was still really cool to see, especially right there at the front of the episode. And we also saw that Clara works at the school, which was that was the suit school that uh susan uh the doctor's granddaughter was going to in the first episode wasn't it yes yeah. so i wonder if they will, they'll continue with that if she keeps that job i don't know it's just a one-off mm-hmm. appearance i i don't know it could be interesting especially considering i know that whole area of town uh played a pretty big part in a, a serial from the 80s called remembrance of the daleks too because uh, yeah. i actually after that Bleeding Cool article, and they mentioned Remembrance of the Daleks in there. I'd never seen it. I went back and watched it. It was really cool. Basically, uh, the Doctor left something there uh, in the first episode for him to use, you know, in that 80s episode. I forget the exact – all the details. But, you know, we're we're getting into the old Who. We're talking about the new Who. Deborah, what would you think of it overall? Oh, my God. I loved it. I literally – my jaw was dropped the whole time. And <laughs> when there was something new, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's someone here. You know, I'm just 
just, I don't know, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And especially because we've had such a huge break from the last episode of season seven. Uh-huh. So it was definitely a good way to, you know, kind of move into the Christmas episode. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, Patrick, uh, we'll, we'll uh, end with you before we get into our main points. What, what Overall, what did you think of it? I know you're huge, Chuvi, and I've seen you dressed as several doctors. I think, so. <laughs> yes, I, I've dressed as the Tennant and Smith doctors, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've seen definitely all of the new Who, including a lot of the little mini episodes and uh, a lot of the old Who, and this is... Uh, maybe I'm just high on having seen this, but this, I think, is far and away the best episode I've ever seen of the show. And uh, I, I loved it so much. I, I had to watch it again, and I can't wait to buy it on iTunes so I can carry it with me everywhere I go and just bring <laughs> up scenes like, oh, I want to see that part again. <laughs> this is one of the it, those episodes where you're like, I, I just want to like read the script. While I'm watching it, I just want to read along, <laughs> you know, like it, it was just I, I can just imagine even the de- how much more detail everything is listed out in the script, too. It's just like it, it's amazing how how dense this episode was, how much important stuff happened and how how, how many little cues they had to, you know, yeah. all the years of Doctor Who history that they all had to pick up. And the people who haven't like Tennant, who hasn't been the doctor for years now, Mm. Slipped right back in and had all the mannerisms, like the vocal things. <laughs> Everything just went right into place. Oh, yeah, it was like it's always been meant to be. So I, I guess probably the first main thing we should talk about here is is uh, is I listed in the doc here the big retcon, uh, which is basically <laughs> we find out that uh, the entire premise of the new series, the Time War. Didn't really happen the way we thought it did, or at least this time it didn't. <laughs> yeah, now it didn't. And uh, you know, basically, at, at the behest of Clara, the three doctors figure out, or mainly Matt Smith, but uh, the three doctors team up uh, along with several other doctors to kind of pull Gallifrey out of the Time War, make the Daleks kill themselves, and uh, you know, put things right without messing with the time stream too much. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out to everyone. Okay. What do you think? Passable? Good idea? Bad idea? It, it was brilliant. Uh, I think uh, Moffat found that little thread in the Time War and pulled it, and this yeah. thing of beauty came out. Where yeah. b- Before, we had only heard snippets of what happened in the Time War. He was kind of reluctant to talk about it, but he would talk about it a lot. Uh, it was always we, we brought just, up. But... Yeah, it was brought up, but we never knew any details. We assumed, oh, it's the Eighth Doctor, stuff happened there, and he probably regenerated at the end. Yeah, we had a rough but, sketch, like he used the moment, and there was a time lock, and, you know. Yeah, and uh, then then we got the little mini episode before this, which shatters that, mm-hmm. showing yeah. that everybody is afraid of the Time Lords, and... <laughs> Uh, the eighth doctor regenerates trying to save somebody mm-hmm. into uh, the John Hurt doctor, which screws up our numbering system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure how to refer to uh, former <laughs> nine and an 11 now. <laughs> Well, you see, the thing with the numbering system, too, is everyone was like, well, the John Hurt doctor didn't count as the doctor because he did something awful. So he doesn't count as a doctor. So the numbering system's still right after tonight's episode. I don't think that's he's yeah, the doctor. Anymore. No, he said, I am the doctor. Yeah. And, you know, they definitely believed he was worthy of being the doctor. Yeah. And, well, I guess we'll just sort of jump slightly to this, the point where we got the eyes yelling 13. 
<laughs> well, oh, that, yeah. I think, With well, sorry, I think that was one of those things that, you know, when Eccleston became the doctor, they said, did he regenerate from somebody? They, that was never really explained. So people always kind of thought, okay, there's two, there's another one out there somewhere, you know? And then when the master came along, they're like, oh, okay, there's a second quote unquote doctor or another time lord. But it just thought, okay, now I'm confused because if, if Hurt is this guy, now what does that mean for my tenant? Because it's just a BS, man. I was mad. I was like, don't mess my numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that, that reminds me, something about this big retcon that, that I kind of struck me was the fact that doesn't this basically mean that if he finds Gallifrey that the Master's back in business, or at least yeah. that kind of fried out version of the Master from End of Time? And so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, I, well, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, what they had said before is that Gallifrey is time-locked, and then the, uh, the Doctor had mentioned he watched it burn, so we said, okay, that's the big stuff that happened. But the way Moffat did it, it's, it's time-locked, but it's in that painting, so it's mm. not locked away like we thought before. So we can assume that when we start coming back at the end of at David Tennant's run, that, it's coming, that the Master was actually pulling it out of the painting. So I don't think anything with the Master actually changes. See, I think see, it was just a misunderstanding on the part of the doctor as to where Gallifrey was and what happened to it. See, is it is it definitely in the painting, though? Because I kind of got the impression that it was in some technology like the painting, but that it wasn't in the painting itself. And that's why uh, at the, that at the end, Baker comes in and he's like, well, it's out there. you got to find it. And then he, yeah. the doctor kind that's of has true. his new mission. And so, when Baker came in, he said... Uh, who knows? And he pointed to his nose. And I was wondering, I is that a that. reference to his, his own nose? Or is it in front of his <laughs> nose? Like, hey, Gallifrey's right there. It's in front of your nose. Gallifrey could definitely fit up Tom Baker's nose. No question. <laughs> yeah, well. And it's a big planet, too. We saw it we saw in uh, when it appeared in the sky in End of Time. It's a big planet. It could still mm-hmm. fit up his nose. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Or, you wow. know, Matt Smith could just turn around and bump his chin into it. Oh, the chin and the hair. And the nose. <laughs> no, but I, I, overall, I, I really, really loved it. It's one of those retcons that works in the sense that you can go back and you can watch all the old stories, and not only do they remain pretty much unchanged, but they take on a whole new dimension now that you know <laughs> exactly. You know that he, he, all this guilt he's carrying around about it, he really doesn't need to, and it, it almost makes the Ninth Doctor, especially, uh, a more tragic figure. You know, because yeah. the Ninth Doctor's, you know, coming right off of this, and he thinks he killed everybody, and you know, uh, it s- softens a little with Tennant, and then a lot with Smith. Uh, you know, the guilt for that and everything, and it is, it's just. It may, definitely makes Nine a more tragic figure that he's carrying all this guilt around that he didn't have to. Well, and I I loved where the episode fits into everybody's timeline. For the uh for the John Hurt Doctor, we see him. We've seen him regenerate from a he fights the Time War, uh, and then he regenerates into Eccleston at the very end, which they cut off right before the good part. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he, <laughs> it's almost like goes, they couldn't get the actor or something. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me sad. That's I know. Come on, Eccleston, you couldn't have spent five minutes on set. But anyway, he He was uh, he was too busy fighting Thor. Yeah. But when you consider where that fits in in his timeline, the first thing he does go find Rose, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who is the apparition that he just saw. Mm -hmm. And then for Tennant, 
we see him leaving and his last words to Matt Smith are, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. where does he go? To the planet of the Ood, where he talks about how he married good Queen Bess. Uh, and then he goes and regenerates at the end of that story and he doesn't want to go see i i actually think there there might be one or two like little mini adventures for tenant between uh then or now and then just because he when he came out of the tardis there he he had like the lay on and he was drinking a foofy drink and had it had, yeah you know, that's like, true hair looked better mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, so something actually, uh, and you know, I'll go ahead and toss this out there and get you guys' opinions on it. Me and Anne Marie were talking about earlier. Did it almost seem like maybe Tennant like had like an inkling of an idea about Trenzalore, like maybe trying to like I don't know dip in and do something to help stop it or something? I, I don't know. Just he was actively trying to remember mm-hmm. it because he was, yeah. you know, he knew he wasn't going to when he walked into his TARDIS, mm-hmm. but. You know, maybe that was something that he was holding on to. And, like, he knew there was something about there that was just bad. <laughs> it's possible I was just looking for it, too, just because I, I want him back in another episode. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. There is that. Well, yeah, he can always come back for the 60th. This is the 75th. <laughs> I, say, I say we just bring him back once a year. Sure. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of liking doctors, wait... I, the, the war doctor, John Hurt. Uh, awesome. I right? want more. I want more. I want more. Oh. I want more. Like, like could, could, could we do with a, like a mini series of, of little old faux hawk doctor fighting in the time war? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. I, I want more of uh, John Hurt and I want more Paul McGann. That mm. little mini episode they put up. Oh before. yeah. Night of the a doctor. lot of people are saying that they want more Paul McGann. And it, yeah. I always felt he got shafted because he only got that TV movie, which was uh, uh, yeah. pretty horribly written. Uh, <laughs> but he, but he was great in it mm-hmm. for what he had to work with. But uh, I, I wanted to see. And so when he showed up on screen, I was so excited. And I now I want more, more. Yeah, and so but, yeah, something, but, something if, if people out there aren't aware, if you did dig Night of the Doctor like Patrick, uh, Paul McGann has a ton of audio dramas. It's basically like a, a whole series of Doctor Who done as radio plays, more or less. And and that's, you know, where I became like I, I saw the original movie and it was campy and it was fun. and It was OK. But I really became a fan of Paul McGann in those audio dramas. And the second I saw him on screen and heard him, I was like, that's the doctor from the audio dramas like that. It, that's the exact that character and they even confirmed it with him mentioning the companions and stuff but i I just wanted to throw that there sorry patrick go ahead oh no that's all i had to say (laughs) well no you have to come up with something else now oh for the well yeah the war doctor uh i I, when we first saw him it didn't really click that yes this is the same character until he was fiddling around with the moment and complained that this is not a big red button. I was like, oh, yeah. that, that is him. That is the <laughs> same character I've watched from uh, all these regenerations. It's mm-hmm. that little quirkiness in there, even in this warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was definitely expecting like, a good performance from John Hurt. I wasn't expect, necessarily expecting him to be a really good doctor. He was a really good doctor. Not just mm-hmm. a good actor, a good doctor. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing, uh, you mentioned the big giant reset button. I, I just wanted to mention this so I didn't forget it. I also thought it was kind of cute how they had, uh, well, uh, the moment or Rose uh, say that, you know, I, when she was uh, 
saying, you know, go ahead and do it. She mentioned one big bang kind of throwing back to the season six finale and then the big giant reset button, which has actually been a major motif in in Moffat's who like because, you know, Journey oh, yeah. to the Center of the TARDIS, they had, had them throw the giant reset button through the yeah. portal and a big friendly button. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Anne-Marie, what did you think of the Hurt Doctor overall? Any 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 particular things you liked? Didn't like, uh, although didn't like, I don't think we're going to get a lot of that. I don't think you're going to get a lot. This is not a haterade episode. (laughs) No, I just thought he he just seemed so honest and raw. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that was it. And the whole counting the children, like that was his determining factor. And even after he knew it, he still was going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Like it just seemed really, he was very raw. Yeah, and he he had some of the best one-liners too. Like, what are you gonna do? Build a cabinet at them? <gasps> that was phenomenal. <laughs> that, that might have been my best guys. favorite line. Yeah. And I, Deborah, what what anything in particular you liked about the Hurt Doctor? I I just liked him in general. Once I saw that he took that gun and wrote "No More" on the wall, I was like, oh, this dude is B A. <laughs> like, no one can do that. So oh, I. Oh, go ahead. I, no, no. I was just gonna say when I when I saw him and then Rose came by, I was like, "Wow, this kind of kind of throws my whole Rose and Tenant timeline off a little bit," <laughs> only because I, because she was kind of a figment at the moment, right? And she became who the bad wolf is. And when she said that, I was like, "Oh, okay. I I can't feel. My brain is not working. I don't know what to do now." <laughs> Yeah, and actually, that's probably a pretty good point to transition on. The the, the whole the moment slash Rose thing, it, it was an interesting character because in some ways it, it seemed like, you know, kind, kind of a combination between Idris from uh, The Doctor's Wife and River from The Name of the Doctor. <laughs> I, <laughs> some sort of weird combo between those. But it also seemed like it might partially be that actual bad wolf entity, too. And maybe that somehow is tied into the moment. Uh, right. You know, that's a that's a mythology question. Maybe maybe uh, I should throw that to Patrick to get his feedback on it. Uh, I don't think that the two were tied together, but I think they shared similar traits. Uh, but because uh, yeah, this was just a consciousness of the the big friendly button. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I think it's I think it was nice how it went forward in the doctor's timeline, pulled the companion and. Uh, uh, I was kind of spoiled on it when somebody pointed out that in all the previews, Rose and uh, Tennant were never together. Yeah, it was always Very like they, they were they were in the pictures, like looking away from each other or yeah. something like and, that. And then I started to think, I started to think, well, did they pull her in from that parallel universe or did they go back and get her earlier in her timeline before she was stranded there? And so I wasn't too sure on it, but uh it's so I was a little bit worried, but I, I did like how it turned out where she was just the image of Rose. I like that he never could see her because mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, obviously they had quite the relationship. <laughs> so it really would have like, I think, changed his character and might have slightly distracted at least for a moment. Yeah, it would have um, been yeah. become about Ten and Rose, not right. uh, the day of the yes. doctor. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's just... 
it, it, it's almost just kind of like nagging at the back of my mind just, just because, you know, both um, Bad Wolf and The Moment had the power to kind of, you know, reach and see through all of time and everything. May, I don't know. Maybe, you know, they met half somewhere in the middle and that's where The Moment got the idea to use Rose's visage or something. But mm-hmm. I, 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 it was a cool callback at any rate. Like, although I, I think people were definitely expecting the, the actual Bad Rose. Rose entity just because of, you know, the the poster and stuff they released ahead of time. But Billy Piper was great in it. I, I really liked her. She was just kind of fun and quirky and a little less serious than uh, – well, not serious, but uh, – Only in that first scene was she not serious. Mm-hmm. Like I liked that see, that she had so many different levels mm-hmm. of herself in that scene. That was, that was pretty cool. The rest of it was – I thought it was fairly serious. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the costuming too. It was very, very, uh, the whole, uh, that little shack out in the desert, that, that whole, the costuming on actually both characters and then, you know, the set design and everything really m- reminded me, uh, Amory and Deborah, I don't know if you know this, uh, video game or not, but Patrick, you probably do. Fallout. It, it very much reminded me of kind of like a Fallout kind of thing, and I really dug that. Mm. But, uh,. Oh, yeah, I was sorry. wondering where that was. Was that mm-hmm. on Gallifrey or yeah. just some other random planet? Okay. Somewhere. I, I almost thought it was way, like right around the same. It might have been around the same spot where he crash landed in Night of the Doctor. Almost like maybe that was like where he operated out from since the sisterhood of uh, Karn. Is it or Khan? Karn? Uh, but since they're the ones who facilitated him changing to kind of interfere with the war, I'm sure they wouldn't mind if he, you know, built a shack a couple miles out or something. But it, it kind of, I, I, I don't know if I really caught it this episode, but I know in the trailers and stuff, the where it was set reminded me of that. Maybe it was just because it was so close to me watching that too, between you know when the Night of the Doctor came out and the trailers for this came out. So that could be it too. Um, okay, so, uh, Dr. Free-for-All, I just wrote The Warrior, The Hero, The Doctor. Let's talk everything about multiple Doctors on screen together. First of all, did anyone else feel a little weird at sometimes, especially in the first half, just seeing them on screen together being like, wait a second, this is like Superman and Clark Kent in the same room? No, I just got giddy. <laughs> I was just yeah, giddy. <laughs> It, it, it was just like, I don't know, anytime they were, you know, trading quippy, you know, one-liners or something, I, I, it almost felt like, you know, matter and antimatter touching. Oh, I shouldn't be seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> I kind uh, of enjoyed that they all irritated one another. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, it's you. Like, <laughs> you can't be irritated by a past version of yourself. Well, yeah. Oh. I go read some of my old internet posts, and I'm irritated well, okay. by past versions of myself. Okay, I'll take that. For good, I guess. <laughs> we, one yeah. thing I really liked was in the Tower of London when uh, Matt Smith's doctor. I was going to call him Eleven, and then I realized that's inaccurate now. But when Matt Smith's doctor was like uh, chuckling, and they were like, "What?" and he was like, "Oh, this just reminds me of what it's like when I'm by myself." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a really good line. <laughs> And, uh, and, and uh, when they first got into the TARDIS, and uh, he, uh, Tennant says, oh, "You've been decorated. I don't like it. I don't like it." <laughs> Which is what every previous incarnation to come into the TARDIS has ever said. Oh yeah, yeah. anytime they've done a multi-doctor episode, that's always the first thing. <laughs> I hate the new yeah. TARDIS. I actually, uh, those, those portals that the Doctors use to kind of meet up. It did, uh, Patrick. You've seen the Five Doctors, haven't you? Did those remind you of the time scoop things from the Five Doctors at all? 
Uh, no, but that, maybe that's just because in the Five Doctors, the effects were terrible. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. No, but we've, it, we've come oh, a long way in twenty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I let's see here. Uh, Amory, can you think of any you know uh, favorite moments? Uh, you, you know, in doctors interacting together. Doctors interacting. Well, we already talked about the what are you going to do? Build a cupboard at them. It's a <laughs> screwdriver. Um, at the at the end, well, almost the end, where the two uh, Tenet and Matt Smith did the whole like mind wiping thing. There, that whole like. Um, not seen, but that whole section where they're like doing the exact same thing in unison mm-hmm. and the chairs and they're crossing the legs and ah! <laughs> Classic I Love Lucy bit. A, a bit, but you know what? You kind of had to have that because those are two very charismatic doctors. Mm-hmm. They're both very bouncy. <laughs> I think bouncy <laughs> is the right word. They don't sit that. still well and well, sort of going with that, when John Hurt looks at Matt Smith, he's like, can you talk without flopping your hands? And he's like, yes, no, 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 I can't. I really, I just can't do it. <laughs> I was like, that's that's true. You really don't. I, I, you're sad. I really enjoyed when Matt Smith uh, said something about timey-wimey and Tennant was like, I don't know where he gets this stuff. <laughs> oh, <my> yeah. <laughs> that was I kept waiting for them to do each other's catchphrases. Oh, I yeah. Uh, I was I, I was waiting for it. Well, David Tennant did say this thing goes ding, and I started laughing. Goes <laughs> <laughs> ding when there's yeah. stuff. There's ding when there's stuff. <laughs> I, I actually, I really enjoyed when Matt Smith and David Tennant finally kind of started talking to each other, mm-hmm. and they were using their sonics. I felt like it was kind of a ruler game, like, "Hey, mine's is better than yours. Check mine's out." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but once they finally were like, oh, you're me and I'm you, I think they really just actually enjoyed really getting into character with each other. I thought that was (laughs) the most adorable thing ever. I was like, oh, man, I need that. I need need to buy it on iTunes just so I can see that part. (laughs) (laughs) They bonded. They bonded. Oh, I know. It was so adorable. Oh, I loved it. Now, one of my favorite things in this episode concerning, you know, the doctors interacting together, it it was really a story about the doctor saving himself. And I I thought it was really neat that they they kind of implied, I, I mean, really directly stated that everything we've seen of the doctor since the series came back in the back of his head, he's been trying to figure out how to save the Time Lords, how to save Gallifrey. And this episode, he finally... Uh, you know, what he's been thinking and what's happening in his reality kind of coalesce and he finally gets to save himself. And I, you know what uh, the moment or Rose said too about the sound of the TARDIS, meaning that help was on the way. And then the two TARDIS show up, TARDI show up. That was one of the, those, uh, those teary up kind of moments to me. I was like, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Uh, now, Patrick, uh, what, any uh, particular standout moments of you know the doctors together uh, for you? Uh, there was that mo- the moment when they all enter the TARDIS, and it, I had already mentioned when ten or uh, tenant comments on the the look of it. But I, I loved when they're uh, just looking at the TARDIS, and and we get to see. Ten, uh, tenants, Tardis. I keep calling them ten, and it's gonna be <laughs> that is confusing. wrong. Now you are wrong. Uh, I know. <laughs> and then we get what we find out later is uh, John Hurt's Tardis, 
or at least part of it. I'm still going to go back and freeze frame that. Uh, and then we get uh, Eleven's TARDIS. I, I, I liked just their reactions as the environment changes around them. Uh, the round things. When the the round, in- round things! I <laughs> love the round things! <laughs> what did they do? I don't know. Uh, but when they're in the Tower of London uh, and they're each doing their own thing, uh, John Hurt is checking out the door and then he's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Tennant is pacing around and Matt Smith is intent on carving the numbers into the pillar. Yeah. Yeah, they all the, they all have their own own area. <laughs> kind of right. They ha- they each had their own kind of mission or, you know, plot thorough thing. I yeah. can't remember any technical terms tonight, so sorry. Uh, yeah, you, but- yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say he mentioned the code. That reminds me, uh, as sad as I am that we didn't get John Barrowman in the episode, at least at yeah. least Captain Jack got he a got shout a, out. He did yeah, get he a, got shout a shout out. With the Vortex Manipulator. Yes. Sadness. There Which, was no River. There was there was no Dr. Donna. I wanted Dr. Donna. I, w- I would have really now, loved some Dr. Donna, too. If you look closely in that uh, unit storeroom, you can see the bulletin board and I, that has to have all the companions i've spotted martha clara obviously is on there yeah. a couple times tegan's on there mm-hmm. susan's on there uh i freeze framed it at one point and i could actually read a lot of the names and they were they were noted with dr zero zero eight dr zero zero five and so it oh. matched up what doctor they were with nice and it even had uh grace holloway on there huh which is the eighth Doctor's companion from the TV mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And usually yeah. that one, I mean, that's the first <laughs> I've ever seen her referenced in anything. Well, yeah, usually... even, even in the Night of the Doctor, they didn't actually acknowledge the TV movie, movie so much. <laughs> they yeah, acknowledged all the companions from the audios. But... Yeah, he didn't mention her as a companion when he was naming off names. Uh, but yet, there she is. Uh, it. But I think the best moment I saw for all three doctors, and it lasted like half a second, when the two, uh, Tennant and Smith, appear in that old shack and with both of their TARDISes. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. one shot with John Hurd in the middle, David Tennant on the left, Matt Smith on the right, Clara just behind Matt Smith, and Rose just behind David Tennant. Oh, and that was like a frack. It didn't last on that very long, but that would make an excellent desktop pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might make really good album art for this episode, too. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and I'm scrubbing through the episode to screenshot. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it, good tableau. Good tableau. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it, oh, it, was just, it was just so good though, and they all played so well off of each other. I just, I, I, you know, you know what? I don't think we have a specific section in the notes here to talk about this either. But the the big team up, right? With, with all thirteen doctors, that right. was pretty incredible, right? Uh, that was pretty that amazing. Was amazing. Yeah. What? When the first one showed up, it's like, whoa! They're gonna do all of them, <laughs> and they did. And, 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 <laughs> And then, then they threw in Capaldi, and it's like, oh, they must have recorded that after the fact and stuck it in. But I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, and that I was, I, I'm pretty sure I was right on this. That's the first time a doctor who hasn't actually had been on the series as the regular doctor has appeared in an episode before his first official appearance, right? As the doctor, yes. 
Yes, yep. yes, because I didn't know. Uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, Sylvester McCoy. Uh, no, Colin Baker appeared as uh, Time Lord at one point, but wasn't the Doctor. And uh, see, I I thought Sylvester McCoy was like a soldier or something. It's something. Well, maybe he might have been. Uh, but then we also had uh, Capaldi showing up in both Torchwood and mm-hmm. uh, the w- episode with Vesuvius, uh, the Pompeii one. Yeah, uh, Fires of Pompeii. Yes. Yeah, which actually, uh, you know what? I was going to save this for when we were talking about Baker in particular, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Okay, in uh, Night of the Doctor, we see that uh, the Sisterhood of Karn can, you know, they can come up with these potions that can help the Doctor kind of control and focus his regeneration, right? Uh, the, the Tom Baker doctor mentions that, uh, you know, the one we see at the end that, you know, I, as you get older, you'll be, uh, you, you'll probably revisit a few old faces and uh, couple old that, favorites. yeah. And couple that with the fact that, you know, Peter Capaldi is uh, going to be playing the new doctor and Moffat has mentioned that they might have an in-story reason why he looks like the guy from fires from Pop- or fires of Pompeii. Do you think we're going to, uh, after this generate regeneration somehow to work around the limit, they're going to give the doctor a little more control over his regenerations. Mm. Well, uh, as far as the limit goes, I, I think I've always thought that the limit is total BS because it's a law that uh, they set for Gallifrey. And so the law can be broken. It's been broken by the master. So the limit is not an issue. The doctor can have as many lives as the BBC decides he can have. <laughs> so, uh, I was going to say it, it almost seems like, uh, you know, for saving the planet, a really good reward might be, hey, unlimited regenerations and you can control them. You know, that might be a good reward for saving. Yeah. Or, you know, they could just say, oh, we're resetting it. We're resetting your cycle. So you get another 13, which will get us for another 50 years. <laughs> yeah (laughs) one one of the theories that i heard before the episode aired that i kind of almost wanted to happen was you you know because a lot of people were theorizing that all the doctors were going to show up at one point and one of the theories was that all the doctors including capaldi shows up and then you know they do whatever they need to do and then somehow capaldi dies right there and we actually get a different doctor for the new doctor (laughs) that that's like his only appearance which i thought would have been really funny but they didn't do it i'm glad with what i'm happy with what they did don't get me wrong that just would have been really funny to me i have a very dark sense Uh, of humor uh, although it is uh it is odd they shoehorned capaldi into the attack sequence but at the very end when you have uh, Matt Smith stepping out to all his previous incarnations that it's not Capaldi there too. Although I suppose if it's, I guess I answer my own question because it's his previous incarnations. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that was, a, that was definitely meant to be a dream, right? Like that, that was a, yeah. Cause the voice of well, dreamed Never, about where he was going. Yes, exactly. And he's going to find, oh, although a few, path. a few of those doctors, when he stepped out there, they looked a little fakey. They looked a little like, a seven-year-old messing around with photoshop for 20 minutes <laughs> somebody let the intern do something i'm telling you <laughs> somebody's giving the interns power and i don't like it so it, it, it <laughs> could, ju- could just be too i heard a lot in the lead up to it oh yeah you know they hired you know industrial light and magic and they have 40 guys working around the clock to recreate all the doctors and all this stuff and then we kind of got a basically a bad after effects or photoshop kind of thing it, it, which i <laughs> mean it was cool it was stylized but there were some weird perspective there Oh, that's what I'm saying. 
And I was wondering if maybe they used some wax sculpt, uh, waxwork sculptures of some of the actors, maybe like uh, Eccleston. Yeah, Eccleston especially looked pretty pretty shady. Yeah. It, it just looked like they cut him out of just one of the episodes. It, it was just very – I mean, it was good for effect because I think they just wanted to have them all in there. But it did look a little like, really? He looks like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so uh, we'll go ahead and uh, move on. Uh, and they, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this because really compared to everything else in the episode, it wasn't that compelling. But uh, what did you guys think of the main, the, the main you know, Monsters from Space plot, the Zygons, Queen Elizabeth and everything? I, I really liked uh, the constant mixing up of the Zygon Queen Elizabeth and the regular Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was yeah. a good bit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I liked it. No, I liked it. Um, I don't know. It felt a little forced, but not terrible. Well, I'm pretty sure I, I, I think I read somewhere that they decided to use the Zygons because that was the one monster that Tennant always wanted to have when he was on the show and they oh, never really? got around to. So I, I think that was part of the reason they used the Zygons. Although I, I did think they had a really clever plot as far as, you know, hiding people in pl- paintings until the planet was worth taking over. I thought that right. was kind of neat. Yeah. How did they know the planet was worth taking over? They were in a dark basement picture. I, I'm guessing they were probably, probably. I mean, I, I actually haven't seen the original <laughs> Zygons episode, but I'm guessing they're a pretty uh, cosmically and time-aware species since they knew about the Time War and, you know, well, obviously their planet got destroyed. I was about to say, their planet got destroyed in the Time War, dude. <laughs> they were just, they were waiting to pick up Wi-Fi. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they finally got a signal they just needed a decent wi-fi connection no, no but I, I i really liked it overall i uh, it, it was good although it did feel kind of like they they just kind of left it there at the end yeah like yeah. It, it almost seemed like you know when uh what's her face osgood uh and the Z- Z- uh, zygon osgood kind of found each other out that that might have developed into something but by then we were already moving. <laughs> it was too late yeah hurt was gone it was time to move on yeah, I, they I'm never really. Go ahead. Yeah, they never answered it. Like what happened with them, really? So I mean, okay. it was kind of cool to see Quinn and Elizabeth, you know. And I was like, that was awesome, especially thinking, you know, because we're thinking Queen Elizabeth now, of the one that's in power now. So I thought that was really cool to go back in time to do that Queen Elizabeth the first. Yeah, and she was but, spunky too. She was yeah, really spunky. I love her. She was funky, she was feisty, she was other things. (laughs) (laughs) She was randy. There we go, that's the word. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, anything else really to speak to on this? Uh, Okay, well, it was there. The doctor has two wives. Yes. He's a polygamist. Yeah, I did. I did put. I, he, I did, two, he has two hearts. He has two wives. Two I did wives. put t- Dr. Polygamy in my notes here. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get at least two wives. Let me just point that out because he did have a granddaughter. So there may be others. Well, then three then because River, River's technically a wife, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the, all, and actually, so we can assume he had one and then that uh, that he had kids with that wife, or maybe he just had kids. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, his past he there is he... still uncertain. Yeah, that's yeah, actually. He did... So he has had at least two wives. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Deborah. Or three, or three, because he said I used to have a family. I remember him telling. I can't remember if it was Eccleston or mm-hmm. Tennant, one of the two, but they told. I think it was Rose that they were talking to. Like I used to have a family and I had children. Yeah, I think that you came know? up in A Good Man Goes to War too. Uh, yeah, that, brings out that the... might have been it. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I'm a. This it, was that revealed in uh, the okay. Silence of the yes, Lives? yes, because the death was happening. Sorry, sorry. We're watching the doc <laughs> go right now. Uh, but bas- basically, we have a list of unanswered questions here down at the bottom. I have how did. Uh, pay no attention. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I had written down, how did River learn his name? I, I, we know that he told her, but I don't think we've a- ever actually seen that, have we? We'll yeah. go ahead. No, we've never it. seen it, yeah. but uh, yeah. we've heard uh, after it happened, we heard from River twice, uh, both in silence in the library and uh, in the name of or the name of the doctor that uh, he showed up with a new haircut and suit, Mm -hmm. handed her the sonic screwdriver. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I'm going to delete that now. And sorry for completely derailing the show. And the fact that we all (laughs) just stopped and stared at the internet. (laughs) No, that's fine. That's why I run that filter that cuts out all the silences. (laughs) So we don't have to worry about... talk about the silence. Oh, wait, there's there's no filter. There's no filter. There's no filter. There's no personal filter. Every time you notice the filter, make a mark on your arm. So you... (laughs) (laughs) Mark. Uh... I uh, yeah one one thing I want to Kate let uh, or Kate Lethbridge Kate? Stewart Kate okay. there uh, we go Kate Lethbridge Stewart was really great and uh, I, I I'm guessing that Clara has some sort of future with Unit so I'm hoping maybe Unit might come into play pretty significantly during the Capaldi run because you know they've kind of got the short shrift in in New Who they right? have there hasn't been much with uh, Matt Smith has there. At all? No, I mean basically it's been uh, the power of three. I think when uh, we first yeah. meet Kate Lethbridge Stewart, and then this episode, and I think. Well, wasn't was Martha working for Unit? Yes, yes, uh, yeah, for a while. But mm-hmm. I think she went freelance the last we saw of her. Freelance Santarin Hunter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Mickey. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really hoping for that. You know, the whole picture of Claire and the security clearance thing means that we're going to get uh, a lot more of Unit in the upcoming season, which would be really cool. Uh, you, actually, uh, you know, I, we're about here to where we're going to be talking about the doctors we weren't necessarily expecting to have or, or parts in it. Thirteenth uh, and fourteenth, or maybe not fourteenth, but uh, a future incarnation anyway. But didn't Capaldi? look really really mean like i i thought maybe it was just the eyebrows like the his, his <laughs> all was, the eyebrows all got was his eyebrows <laughs> yeah <laughs> they are rather bushy but he, he just looked really mean, which made me almost wonder if maybe Capaldi might be some sort of version of the Valyard or something. Since, you know, the the numbering works out now, right? Because it's supposed to be between yeah. his 12th and 13th incarnations. So maybe Capaldi isn't number 13. Maybe he was just the 13th version of the Doctor who was there. Oh. Well, I guess we'll find out starting in Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I oh. cannot wait. <laughs> Although it doesn't seem I can. I still need to re rewatch this a few more times before I'm ready for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah, that's for sure. A few dozen more times. I think this is pretty much yeah. the only thing I'm going to be watching between <laughs> Christmas, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we'll talk. I, I, we've all seen. Well, they showed it at the end of the episode, but we've all seen the trailer for the Christmas special, right? No, exactly. I have not. Oh, you guys I... haven't. Well, no wonder I nobody can't. got my joke then. <laughs> I want to. I want to be shocked and awed. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, we, fine. 
we 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 will not it's touch okay. on it. Talk then. about it. You can talk about it because I like spoilers. I'm a weirdo like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just oh. say the silence will fall. Yes. Really? Oh, that's awesome! Huh. Yay! And and I we may. We may be making a return to a planet that uh, we, we thought we of. might start this episode on. Uh, <laughs> and we'll leave oh. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see here. And we, we definitely have to touch on Baker, too, right? Because he was just pretty much phenomenal. Like, I, 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 I've never even seen that many Baker episodes. But I, I, I saw what everyone loves about Baker in just this little two-minute scene or three-minute scene he had with, with Smith. It was just amazing. It was touching. Oh. Yes, uh, it, that's what it was. It was such an amazing tribute to put in at the end there. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I kind of wonder how that's going to make everything with Trenslore shake out, though, because it's obvious that, you know, whatever path Matt Smith's on or Matt Smith's doctor's on right now, it's not going to end in his death. Like it certainly appears like it's going to on Trenslore. So I I want I I I just I can't I can't imagine right now how that's all going to shake out since we know from Baker being there that he's going to have many future regenerations at least two if not right. you know dozens yeah. but uh Trenzalore Trenzalore <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> uh where where any ideas where Baker might have gotten that painting cuz that that was the implication right that Baker yes. brought the painting he brought it there as the curator. Um, maybe, yeah, well, I, I maybe, assume a, maybe the doctor that, becomes a painter in his old age. <laughs> that pa- he did want that to painting, retire to be a curator. That okay. painting, was, were, that was the credentials from Queen Elizabeth, the, correct? Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, yeah but uh, so, Baker, Baker also mentions that he brought it there. Or so he found did, it. He, did he give it to Queen Elizabeth? He finally came back for her. He finally <gasps> came back for his <laughs> wife. He'd be right back. That would be cool. Now, you know what? Did anyone here? Did anyone here see it in the theater in 3D? No. 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 I saw it no. on BBC One HD. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Represent BBC. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was just really wondering how the 3D effects ended up and everything, because obviously, especially with the paintings and stuff, they they wrote this episode around 3D just a little bit. <laughs> But I, I, you know, because I've just read with Moffat that he really doesn't like 3D, but they tried to make it decent 3D, at least, if not good 3D. So I was just wondering how that was. But nobody knows. So, unfortunately. There's only four of us here. Many people saw it in the theater. That will remain an unanswered question. Speaking of unanswered questions, we have a list here. Of things that we've that, covered half of them. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, as uh, as all-encompassing as this episode was, there are still a few unanswered questions to my mind. Uh, now, the first of which, which is, uh, who was the girl in the shop who gave Clara the doctor's phone number? I, I, I was assuming up until tonight's mm-hmm. airing that it was Rose, that it was uh, Bad Wolf Rose. I thought it was River. I thought but, that it was which River. Shop? I, I'm blanking Wait, here. Oh, I, in, in a oh, what what was the name of the first episode with Claire? It, it, the first proper episode from season seven with Claire in it. But uh, you know, when Claire is getting the tech support for the Wi-Fi on the computer and whatnot, she says a girl in a shop right. gave her the okay. number for the doctor. I, I thought you were referring to this episode. I so did I. Shop. I was so confused. <laughs> no, these are unanswered. It's still lingering questions from, say, Smith's whole run, maybe a couple uh, other okay. bits and bobbles. But uh, I want 
I would assume it was either River mm-hmm. or the girl from Blink. Because she owned a shop. Sally Sparrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, Sally Sparrow. Oh, um, that could be. Because she that did run sense. a tenant. I mean, it wasn't Smith, but that could have been her or it could have been River. But I don't. I wouldn't see River owning a shop. So I'll no. go with Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I could totally see Tennant like running back after he records the tape for her and realizes, you know, everything that Sally Sparrow did to help in that situation, like running back and being like, hey, here's my cell if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just in case. Here's my digits. Call me. But uh, in, in uh, another big kind of dangling pr- plot th- thread, and really, I don't know if they're ever going to get back to this, although as we were talking, they might in the next episode. Uh, how did they get out of the Doctor's timeline and off of Trends lore and everything? Because I kind of got the implication from that big blown up TARDIS with the cracked window like the modern day TARDIS had that basically he was going to be on Trends lore until that situation was resolved. And it, we just n- never saw it. We never saw how him and Clara got out of the timeline and off of Trenzalore. It just seemed kind of weird, especially, I, I mean, they ended it yeah. with John Hurt reveal. Uh, and, you know, that was for dramatic effect because this episode was so based around John Hurt and everything. But it just really felt like, I, I don't know, we should have seen him climbing up the time rope or something. <laughs> just like a little quick two-second shot, but... Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and of course, uh, we already talked about what happened to the Zygons. And of course, this is probably the most important unanswered question on the list. What uh, happened to the me. Fez? Where did the Fez go? <laughs> the Fez, maybe Queen Elizabeth has the Fez. You know what? Well, if, oh, go ahead. They threw it to John Hurt, but did he bring it back? Yes, he did because he asked them who it belonged to. And then okay. I, I bet you that elfish little John Hurt doctor just stuffed it in his jacket so he could wear it later. <laughs> or maybe one of the guards took it and there's a guard somewhere wearing a fez. And then they yeah. discover this ancient fez and put it in a museum in a glass case that the doctor oh, walks by. And, right. and, and then it, it's kind of like one of those bootstrap paradoxes like we had in, uh, oh, what what's the season uh, five finale? I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Pandora Pandorica opens. opens. Yeah. <laughs> Pandorica. Which is funny because we just, uh, on this podcast that we're on right now, we referenced the Pandora opens uh, accidentally because there's Pandora's box on Once Upon a Time. So I uh, kind of got confused for a second. I guess but we're bringing it all back. In it. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, we also have what was with David Tennant's hair. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little pissed off about that because his <laughs> hair has been a pinnacle of my Doctor Who watching. And it was like greasy. Like, come on, Tennant, come yeah. back. <laughs> it, it, it's like that he had some serious bedhead or something. Yeah. And and his, it was all his, just flattened uh, down. And, and, and then... <laughs> You, you see him go into his TARDIS and go away, and then the next episode that BBC America aired was uh, The End of Time, and we see him strut out of the TARDIS in his hat. He takes off the hat, and the hair is the normal hair. Like, <laughs> so apparently he went to a hairdresser between. <laughs> you, you know, uh, just to get nitpicky here a little, too, the suit didn't fit him quite no. as well as it used to. Yeah. Like, no! <laughs> it, 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 it was a little snug in the wrong places. I, I mean, you know, I'm not looking for it in the right places, but I, I can see why one would complain if they were. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I loved how Smith, um, Matt Smith was like, oh, he's skinny. And I was like, wait, not not really. His jacket is screaming. <laughs> is that a special effect? <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, of course, uh, Clara's future with Unit uh, still remains on the table. Will remain to be seen. Now let's see here. Um, usually, uh, Patrick, you don't know this because uh, you don't listen to the show regularly, but I always end every discussion of an episode uh, with uh, a rating on a completely arbitrary scale that I make up on the spot. So uh, out of eight moments, Patrick, <laughs> how many moments would you give this episode? I give it 13 doctors. <laughs> Fair enough. You're breaking the scale. I like it. Exactly. You're a maverick. Like, He's going to take your scale and say... But you know what, Patrick? <laughs> if you're going to break the scale, you have to justify it. Why? Because we had all 13, and the, uh, they were all awesome, especially the three that we got a lot of. Uh, it's definitely the best episode for Matt Smith, and uh, it, for David Tennant as the Doctor, it's clearly one of my favorites for him. Excellent. Uh, now, due to uh, time, the timey-wimey na- nature of this episode, the scale has been changed to 13 doctors. Out of 13 <laughs> doctors, Anne-Marie, how many, how many doctors would you give this episode? 13 doctors and a fez. And why? I, I, especially about the fez. <laughs> well, because the fez is still out there floating around, and I'm just so happy it came back. But, I mean, there, it was just – there was never a dull moment. Something or something times three was always happening. And, you know, I do usually say there's always room for improvement, but nope, nope, this was pretty close to perfect. <laughs> okay, uh, and I, I, I commit to referring to you as this once per episode that you're on, Debbie Deb Deb. Why? Why did you do Because it's fun. <laughs> Out of 13 doctors, how many doctors do you give this episode? Uh, 13. It was an amazing episode. I was happy to see David Tennant. I was really excited to see John Hurt as the doctor. It, you know, Matt Smith was amazing too. It just, it was kind of exceeded my expectation just because I've been so excited for this episode. But I was, I think, more happy to see Rose just in the episode itself. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave me a little bit more than I expected. So I give it 13 and a fez. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a second. I just saw a little shimmer here out of the corner of my eye. The scale has changed again because someone went back and changed time. <laughs> and out of uh, 536 Capaldi eyebrow hairs. <laughs> I give this episode infinite Capaldi eyebrow hairs. It was amazing. It was everything I could have hoped for and more. I just wish that I could forget about watching it so I could watch it again for the first time. And always very good stuff. And, uh, you know, generally we would have an ad here, but it's a special episode. It's our 50th. We don't want to sell stuff to you besides the dog boy ad that we had right at the beginning of the episode. So we're not going to do any of that. We're just going to move straight on to the news. 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 Okay, obviously, it's a special episode. We really don't have any news. No. No, we just have a couple things here. One, our... Our biggest fan, win uh, sent in to us over the Facebook, uh, BBC uh, Doctor Who, uh, the Five-ish Doctors reboot. Basically, it's a mockumentary uh, done by a lot of the old doctors uh, where they they kind of get upset that they weren't asked to appear as themselves or as their doctor uh, in new footage in the in the reboot special or in the 50th anniversary special so they go off and decide to do their own i haven't watched it yet i'm probably going to watch it while i'm putting this episode up uh but we have the link in the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com we also 
have the trailer for the Christmas special up there as well, which, uh, Amory, why don't you talk a little bit about? Silence will fall. Yeah. I don't know. If that's really the main thing I got is Translore and the This silence. Christmas, we see Daleks, we Didn't see we Cybermen, get... we see Silence, we see Angels, we yeah, see we a see bell. Everybody. There's a bell. There's a bell? I missed there, the bell. There is a bell. What's and the bell? So all the enemies team up and attack Philadelphia? <laughs> was there a crack in the bell if there's a crack in the bell then it's philadelphia no there was a crack in the wall oh oh well then mm. no but yes silence Trenzalore, uh and apparently the death of matt smith the 11th 12th whatever doctor <laughs> uh, but dr uh, x I, I, well, I, 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 oh go ahead I, I suppose if you're going to go out, you want to go out against every foe you've ever faced and not just falling off a tower. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't got a really good every single most powerful Doctor Who villain ever team up since Pandora. Pandorica. So, right. so it's about time. And, you know, like these trailers usually are, it's big. There's a bunch of Inception sound effects. You really don't get to see too much, but you get a general idea. Trenzalore, Silence Will Fall, Christmas. I'm pumped. I am super, super duper pumped, and you know what? Generally, I would. Uh, uh, generally, I would. You know, uh, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, but generally, I would read. You know, how to get a hold of us and everything. I'm just gonna say greetings from Storybrook.com. Uh, if you know how to get, a, or if you listen to the regular episodes, you know how to get a hold of us. If you don't, you're probably not gonna lo- write in for those anyway. And uh, <laughs> oh, hi, Bill. I'm distracting you. Patrick's typing in the doc. <laughs> Again, uh, we did we did get one tweet in. Uh, we you know we solicited feedback. We didn't get too much, but we we did get one tweet in from Wynn, and uh, she said, "I love seeing Tom Baker at the end and all the Gallifrey scenes. Best parts for old school Who fans like me. Uh, thank you very much for writing in, Wynn. You were our you, only Wynn. piece of f- feedback. And, uh, it was appreciate. like it was a Wonderland episode. I know, I know. It was very, very sparse. Well, I, I assume well. that's because everyone was at viewing parties or something like that, and they couldn't uh, respond, true. you know, within four or five hours of the episode airing. So, which is fine. Which is fine. It's fine. It's okay. But, We're not mad. Yeah. I, why would be we be mad, Anne Marie? Uh, we made it through our fiftieth episode. Holla! Oh my Hello. goodness. I can't believe we made it through 50 episodes. It feels like just yesterday, you're like, hey, let's do a podcast on this show called Once Upon a Time. And I may have laughed at you repeatedly. And then 50 episodes later, we're doing a podcast about Doctor Who, which I think was actually the original idea. Yes. <laughs> Originally, yes. we're going to do a podcast called The Companions, where we went back and rewatched all of Doctor Who together. But I, 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 beautiful. I I, th- I think we made the right decision overall. The Doctor Who podcast field is a little bit eh, saturated. Yeah, a little bit oversaturated, and we, you know we have some friends who are uh, helping in the friends. oversaturation, so we don't want to, uh, you know, step on any toes or anything either. No toe stepping. No toe stepping. No, yeah, that's bad. And you know we ended up getting to talk bad about Day of the Doctor anyway with some really great guests. <clears throat> now uh, let's start off with Patrick. Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, I maintain fancons.com and animecons.com, and you can find me on Twitter at P. Delahanty. Okay. Uh, now, uh, you know what? I'm going to do it twice in an episode. Debbie, Deb, Deb, Deb. <laughs> People find you. She only <laughs> thinks it's funny because it's 4.30 in the morning or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> legit. Legit. <laughs> 
You can find me on Twitter at snowbunny143. And yay, I'm so happy this episode was amazing. Woo-hoo. For sure. Emery, where can people find you? Because I don't know, certainly. You have no idea. Um, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone and on my slightly dying blog, crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated.wordpress.com. <laughs> oh, you'll get it updated. It'll be fine. Exactly. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks there on over on Google Plus. I'm uh, Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And I just released a book a couple weeks ago. It's called Dog Boy Den of Thieves. It's about a teenage superhero fighting the Guild of Thieves, a r- rough and tumble group of thieves that, that live in the uh, subway system of Colta City. It's fun. It's good. You can find more about it at dogboyadventures.com. And yeah, that wraps our 50th episode. Pretty Hushy. cool. Pretty cool. Now, Amory, we did discuss this ahead of time, how we're going to close out the episode, right? We're going to we, get... Did we make a decision? Yeah, we did. We're on the same page. We're completely on the same page. So I'm just going to okay. count to three and we'll go, okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Until next time, <laughs> greetings from Galley... F- <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> greetings from Story, bro. I'm confused by the countdown. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.